Elena Rybakina is gonna win Wimbledon, and I need you to say it with me. Safe? How dare you? How can you think that? How can you? How can you even say that? Well, it's for a couple reasons. The first one, and this is a, this is really important, and and this is serious. Iga isn't gonna win Wimbledon. Usually, what we're used to now is that Iga's not only a contender. Or, you know, she, it's not that she's in the mix. She's the clear favorite. Like, like who the fuck's going to beat Iga? You know what I mean? But here at the moment on grass, you can't tell me she looks as comfortable, as confident, as dominant as she did uh, previously. Like what we're used to of Iga. Uh, it's not quite the same at all here uh, at Wimbledon on the grass. It's, it's not the same. Which obviously opens the door for other players. Eleanor Rybakina... Kvitova, dare I say Jesse Pagula, Kaya Yuvan, Simona Halep, uh, I don't know, I'm saying Ellen Rabakina, I'm, yo, she looked, she looked really good, first round against Coco Vandeweghe, barely won, but against Andreescu, she came through in straights, she coughed up a double break lead, and, in, in sorry, she, so she was up a set, and then the second set, she, Led by a break twice, served for the match, got broke. Once a tiebreak closed it out, uh, okay, it's fine. But that is a huge win, and a lot of people did not expect her to win that. A lot of people were talking crazy about Andriscu. I'm not buying it at all. Andriscu, uh, after what she did to to uh, against Kara Garcia and Bad Ombrick, that is so telling. For me, that is that tell that says a lot. Speaking of Kara Garcia, I, you know, I I feel like a lot of people are seriously think like are seriously believing that she's a contender. I guess that all that talk is gonna die out immediately because today she's gonna lose to the Zangbanger, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know how people are talking up Kara Garcia like that, um. But uh, you know what? A lot of people are wrong all the time, uh, and especially the the let's say the mass public the the casuals things like that but here we go obviously there are still players in the draw like Zachary Uns Jabor Paula Bedosa but you know uh, well the tennis is getting better and better and the matches are getting more and more competitive and obviously there are a lot of implications with uh, with every match uh, some more than others and even though the names aren't as big, but honestly, the way some people are playing, it could really uh, change change the course of the draw, honestly. So, as always, we're going to recap yesterday's matches, have a look at round two uh, as a whole, and now we're into round three, starting today. We're going to take a look at the draw, what it looks like, and, and talk about the matches that we have today, okay? So, starting from today and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, we have round three, uh, eight matches each day, okay? I don't know if they're going to be doing the day off on Sunday. I think they do that sometimes. Um, I'm not sure, though. But if they do, then the second week of the slam on Monday, uh, that's when we'll get the fourth round and then quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Okay. So in the battle of two of the worst, uh, the two of the bottom five players on tour, B Bedosa versus Barra, Bedosa won 6-3, 6-2. Okay, Bedosa's through to the third round. 
Paula Bedosa, her first two opponents, uh, Luisa Chirico, the American qualifier, and Irina Maria Barra, one of the worst players on tour, really, though. Uh, I didn't want to watch the match, but I uh, but I had to have a look. I, ne I needed to see what was happening, and obviously, I, once I tuned into the match, I couldn't stick around for more than six minutes. Uh, but in, in those six minutes, from what I saw, Barra could have really won. She could have really beat Bedosa if she wasn't missing so much. In all, in all honesty, it was a it was a very even game. Uh, Barra just a bit too erratic. That's all. Petra Kvitova. Now, now this was a this was a really good performance. Uh, but the result the the result I guess the score not as good in the second set. But Kvitova, so fucking good. Kvitova, when she when she's when she gets going like this, is one of the best things in tennis. Is one of the most unstoppable forces in tennis. Like you cannot play; it's unplayable. You, you there is nothing you can do to stop Kvitova if she's playing like this. What does if she's playing like this mean? If she's hitting her big lefty shots, then there's nothing you can do. And if she's serving like John Isner, then there's nothing you can do. Her return games are good. Her first serve is amazing. Her, she's focused. She's finding her range and her depth. She's moving a lot better. She seems up for it in every way possible. Every sort of aspect or facet of her game is much improved. And it's all coming together. And you can tell that she is not just focusing on just this and this and foregoing this. No, she is like... like showing up in every single part of the game she mixed in some serve and volley you know her her net play baseline forehand backhand like focusing on the return game focusing on the service game really just every single point no, no matter what it is what it looks like serve return it's just amazing from Kivitova. you know anna bogdan was down one six one five and and made it to a tiebreak. Kvitova was up six one five one, and found herself in a tiebreak. And honestly, it was it was then really close. Anna Bogdan was playing really really well. And she's a hell of a player. She showed zero quit. Um, she was down uh, one five, and she was like, like all right, I got this. Like she was playing. And that was amazing to see. And it was good to see Kvitova sort of get tested, and had to play like for real and and apply herself and and maintain her sort of level and her dominance throughout the match even though she she invited her opponent back in a little bit okay Alize Cornet through to the third round of Wimbledon uh, beats Claire Lou in straight 6363 um Alize Cornet getting it getting it going a little bit uh playing much better also looks physically uh physically right uh, <clears throat> mentally, I, I, she looks motivated as well. A lot of these, um, let's say, old girls, uh, that's a big factor, whether they're up for this or not. Claire Lou, unfortunately for her, she won't get a chance to play Nuria Princess Diaz every week. Okay, so that's enough for Claire Lou. Claire Lou uh, fell off big time. I mean, Claire Lou isn't really all that, but for a little bit, like we always say, we thought that there there might have been something there, but I, I think uh, her her recent results since then sort of confirmed that maybe it was just a purple patch, right?
Ayla Tamjanovic follows up her straight sets win over Jilly Teichman in the first round with another straight sets win over Kathy Harrison, the American qualifier. Ayla Tamjanovic is through to the third round. Uh, don't look now. Real, like, really, don't look now. Just just look away until... Like, cause, cause right now we can get excited. We can talk about what if or can she. Da, da, da. Uh, we're not gonna say anything. Like, if it happens, it happens, and, and we'll know it happens. We'll see it. But if, if she bounces, then it's as if nothing happened, cause it's nothing new, right? So we're not gonna say anything. But Ayla Tamjanovic is through to the third round. Her scores so far: six two, six three, six two, six two. Greet Minen, after doing Muguruza so dirty, got did dirty herself by Shin Wen Shang. Shin Wen Shang beat Sloan Stevens in the first round, beat Greet Minen in the second round. Shin Wen Shang is through to the third round. Shin Wen Shang, who has no experience on the surface, who in her two matches uh, prior to Wimbledon uh, on the grass, lost both of them, looked really bad. One of them to Magdalena Frech. Shinwon Shang is through to the third round. Also, don't look now. Eleanor Rabakina, we talked about it. 6-4-7-6 over Andriscu. Andriscu played good. But just not good enough, man. Rabakina is too good, man. On the baseline, she's too good. She's the right-handed Kvitova. In the sense that she's tall, she hits flat with a shit ton of pace. And if if you let her just sit on the baseline and get comfortable, you stand no chance. She won 78% behind her first serve. 78% of points behind her first serve. Four aces, three double faults. Pretty good. Eleanor Rabakin, man, it's it's good for a player like her who sort of struggles in in big matches against uh, bigger opponents. Um, it's good for her to get a match like this early on and to come through as well. You know what I mean? Like beating players like Irina Barra or Zoe Hives or things like that it sort of means nothing because then, well, let's say when you run into a player like Andriscu, it's different. It's new to you. You know what I mean? Andriscu already has a win against... Uh, very good opponent under her belt, and, and that should should do good things for her moving forward. Let's see. Katie Bolter for the second straight week beat Karolina Pliskova from a set down. Wow. Katie Bolter is that real uh, British girl. That's that's their girl. It's not Heather Watson. It's not Harriet Dart. Sure as hell it isn't Emma Raducanu. Uh, it's... Uh, Katie, Katie, oh, as far as, it, like, on the grass in England, it's Katie Bolter, for sure. Honestly, she doesn't have a lot of game. But the way she sh shows up and, and steps up big time and, and rides the crowd and delivers and then plays on the surface, it's amazing. As we all know, in women's tennis, it's not all about the game and the talent. Which, in all honesty, Katie Bolter, it, it's in, in that in that regard, nothing special. This is a really bad uh, result for Kaya Pliskova, last year's finalist. But it's not that bad when you look at how what Katie Bolter represents here at Wimbledon. So this is a very good result for Katie Bolter. 
And what's what's to come? I don't know. Should be good. We'll talk about all that later. Harmony Tan follows up her three-set win over Serena Williams in the first round with a straight-sets win over Sarasuri Vesturmo. Wow. That's all I have to say. Wow. Krijikovo coming into Wimbledon was 0-2 on the year. On the uh, That was her record on the year. She played two matches, lost both of them. Now she's uh, she got back to 500. She's 2-2. Two two. Beat Zanevska in the first round and beat Vicky Gulovich today, uh, or yesterday rather, in straight sets. No Roger Federer. Barbora Krijikova is through to the third round and we'll talk about who she faces next, later. Jesse Pagula from a set down against Harriet Dart. Uh, easy work. A very slow start from Jesse Pagula, but once she got it going, it was over. Drop the first set 4-6, and then rest of the way 6-3, 6-1. Petra Martic straight sets win over uh, Kukova. I think you expect her to have won that uh, with a much bigger margin, score-wise. I think her spread was 5.5. Uh, she didn't cover. 7-6, six, 6-3. Six, um, Petra Martic through to the third round. We'll talk about who she gets next. Um, hasn't been playing great, but has got the results in, and, and we'll see what's good. Magdalena Frech, uh could possibly make some moves. Uh, looks to be improving, looks to be enjoying playing on the grass. Magdalena Frech, a young Polish girl with lots of talent as well, but just seems to love losing a bit too much. But I, I think she's ditching that habit, and good win over none other than Anna Karolina Schmidlova, straight set 6-4-6-4. Igor Świątek, we talked about it, against Patinama Kirkov. Patinama Kirkov all year has only won two matches. All year. On the WTA Tour, has won two matches. And took a set off Iga Świątek. Oy, oy, oy. I mean, it's look, it's scary. And Iga won the first after being uh, broken like twice in, in the first set. Recovered, got broke again, couldn't... Uh, and then recovered, took the set 6-4. Second set, uh, went away from her 4-6. And then came through in the decider. Not really sure what we can attribute to, but I feel like it's a lot of little things that uh, that are maybe not aligning. Whereas in previous tournaments, uh, all these little things w were unapparent or insignificant. What are these little things? Maybe uh, maybe she's a bit tired. That's one thing, but it's a bit tired. You know, it's not like oh she's exhausted, but that's one little thing. The other thing is maybe she's feeling the pressure a little bit. You know, that's one little thing. Obviously, the streak, the expectation, the world number one, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, that could maybe be a little thing. Another thing is maybe the surface, uh, not great for her, not not comfortable. Uh, you know, as we saw, hasn't played last week, um, hasn't played any on grass, and her whole career she's only played, uh, coming into Wimbledon this year, has only played 10 matches on grass, so now it's 12. Um... But obviously she's winning and that's all that matters and, and these matches maybe you expect her to improve, improve, improve and by the time she faces a real opponent, uh, which I, I don't know when it will be because her draw is, is also always easy, we, we have to say, it's always easy, 
Uh, I mean, the w the way Ego played yesterday, if it was against maybe a slightly more uh, respectable or capable opponent, uh, we wouldn't be talking about Ego today, right? Mm-hmm. Lauren Davis, Anisimova, the All-American Affair. Really bad match. Please don't get excited about Anisimova. Anisimova ain't shit. Now that she's a full-time regular on tour since maybe halfway through last year, uh, I'm starting to see it more and more and more. Uh, she really ain't like that. She had a couple good results uh, in tournaments here and there, uh, but I'm not buying this at all, Anisimova, but she's through to the third round. Uh, beat Lauren Davis from a setdown. Uh, Kirsten Flipkins uh, versus Simona Halep. Kirsten Flipkins, I think, is now officially uh, retired from singles. That's the end of her singles career. I think the plan is to maybe play uh, a couple of doubles uh, tournaments this year, and then that'll be a wrap. Simona Halep, 7-5-6-4 against Flipkins. Honestly, Flipkins played quite good. Uh, Simona Halep, uh, good, not great, but she's focused. And she's moving and she's competing uh, at a high level with intensity and urgency, a lot like Kvitova. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coco Goff, 6-2-6-3 over Buzarnisku. Um, you know what I mean? Just just Coco Goff and her draws. There, there's nothing really to say here. Okay, and that was all for today's uh, yesterday's action. Uh, yesterday also, we saw two suspended games uh, reach their conclusion. Uh, Shang Wang, uh, uh, if you remember, was uh, playing against Heather Watson, was... Uh, down 4-5 in the second set, down a set, also serving to stay in the match. Uh, they came back, resumed play, she got broke immediately, that was that. The other one was Udvardi versus Elise Mertens. Um, Udvardi was uh, up a set and a break twice, she was up by a, a break twice, served for the match, got broke, went to a tiebreak, lost the tiebreak. Uh, they came back yesterday to play the third set, it was really close. Uh, both players had their chances, had their momentum swings, da 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 Elise Mertens won, and she's through to the third round. The streak continues for Elise Mertens. On to tomorrow then, yeah? So, eight matches tomorrow then, the beginning of round three. First up, we have Bigu versus Ostapenko. Now, we talk all the time about Bigu, how she just shows up and she plays. She plays hard, she's underrated, she always goes under the radar. Bigu's head-to-head with Ostapenko is, is 1-0. On clay, four years ago, in Madrid, 6-3, 6-3, Bigu. Now, for a lot of people, I haven't been talking about Ostapenko that much, uh, but some people are, 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 I mean, she is obviously in the mix. Some people like her for, for one of the contenders to win Wimbledon, especially considering that Iga isn't really like that this week. Mm-hmm. I think over 20 and a half is, is a good bet. I'd be um, a bit scared to bet Bigu on the money line, but honestly, uh, the value is there, and, and with all honesty. Ostapenko is good. She's scary, but I think over 20 and a half is really low, and I, I, I think that's a no-brainer. As far as a side, I'd be hesitant to play Ostapenko at minus 350 in a parlay or whatever. And her games are kind of scary. Uh, Big Bigo to win a set uh, could also be pretty good. No way Bigo wins under this number, right? 
But if you're worried about that, um, if you if you really like Bigu, then uh, then I think it'd be much better to bet Bigu to win a set, Bigu uh, spread, or her money line, obviously. But I think over twenty and a half should be good. Six four. Six six four seven five Ostapenko or something. Next, Lysia Tarenko versus Big Julie Nemo. Uh, Big Julie Nemo is the only player coming into the third round that hasn't been broken at all. And I think that's really impressive. She's the only, she's the only player to have not been broken at all. Julie Nemo obviously hasn't dropped a set. And as, <coughs> excuse me, as a lot of people know, uh, beat Annette Contevate in the second round. 6-4-6 six, six, love, the number two seed. A huge upset, with all honesty. Even considering Contevate's form, that was uh, a huge surprise. In the first round, beat Shiyu Wang, 6-1-6-4. <coughs> and it's Contevate, 6-4-6-love in the second round. I'm not buying this. The, look, the way she celebrated against uh, Contevate at the end of the match, it's as if she's won Wimbledon. Last time, I, I saw a player... Uh, celebrate like that for winning uh, an early round match in a slam uh, the next match they come out and lose and it's simple like for her and Julie Nemo's head and, and, and maybe in her circle uh, friends, family, coaches they just won Wimbledon okay so now there's nothing to play for because she already won Wimbledon you know what I mean so so what, what are we here what are we doing here what are, what are we playing for here I, I just won Wimbledon uh, on the Thursday bro or or Wednesday whatever Julie Nemo as well, and I I don't mean I don't know I don't mean to be rude at all when I make this comment. She's not built for for runs in tournaments. Back to back wins, uh, I it's, it'll be hard for her to string the results. She, she really is not durable a lot, even in one match. Like even if it's the first match, if it's a long one, if it's a marathon kind of match, she can't keep up. Lesia Tsarenko can, however, and Lesia Tsarenko. Honestly, has been playing well. She played last week, uh, you know, beat Rabakina last week, has been getting some good results. Beat Kalanina from a set down, uh, the, the, her fellow Ukrainian. Uh, in the second round, beat Buraj, who uh, myself and a lot of people were, were really high on this young British girl, 6-2, uh, 6-3 in the first. In Eastbourne last week, beat Lynette, beat Rabakina, Heather Watson. Uh, she's playing tennis, Tsarenko. And get a, gotta take a stab, plus 120 again. Look, she was plus 120 against Kalanina and won. So how are you gonna make her plus 120 against Julie Nemo again? I don't care if Julie Nemo beat Annette Contivate. I think we can attribute that to Annette Contivate be, uh, just being out of it. Like I said, Annette Contivate was hitting second serves that were closer to the ground than they were clearing the, than they were to clearing the nets. Okay. Here we go. Tatiana Maria versus Maria Sakri. Maria on Maria action. They met this year at the Australian Open. Sakri won 6 4 7 6. Uh, Maria Sakri, wow. Maria Sakri, wow. Tatiana Maria plays 90, 95 or 96% uh, slice. Uh, just slice and dice, forehand slice, a lot of slice. She won't, she won't give any pace uh, on the balls. Sakri will have to generate her own pace from all areas of the court. Oh, we all know Sakri is not a very good tennis player, so I think she will struggle. 
She's also uh, hot-headed, and, and her tempers will flare. She'll get impatient. Uh, and as much as Sakari tries to portray that she isn't like that, we know goddamn well that she is. Having said that, I think Tatiana Maria plus four and a half is good uh, at plus money. Or sorry, plus five and a half at minus 125 looks good. Plus four and a half is plus 115. Over 19 and a half is good also. I think for minus 125 looks good. This will be close. And obviously, Sakari. Uh, and look, if Sakari loses under 19 and a half, I will, I, I will never have to say anything again about Maria Sakari. But the over 19 and a half should be good. Uh, maybe forego the spread. Here we go. Heather Watson versus Kaya Yuvan uh, in the very open section of the bottom quarter of the draw. No Contavate, no Biahadad Maya, no Belinda Bencic. Okay, so one of uh, one of these four girls, Kaya Yuvan, Heather Watson, Lesia Tsurenko, Julie Nemo, one of them's going to make a quarterfinal. The winner of Kaya Yuvan Watson will play the winner against... Uh, Turenko Nemo in the fourth round. One of them's making a quarterfinal. Heather Watson, her path here to the third round. Uh, beat Tamara Korpach in three sets. Beat Shang Wang in straights. Shang Wang played horrible. Kaya Yuvan has looked really, really good. Kaya Yuvan uh, beat Bia Haddad Maya and covered minus three and a half. I think she's going to beat Heather Watson and cover minus three and a half. Diane Perry, speaking of French players, French players really ha have been sort of flipping the script and, and changing the narrative. Uh, a lot of French players uh, here uh, and on the women's side made the made the third round. And I know, I know it's only the third round, but like Caroline Garcia, Alizé Cornet, Diane Perry, Harmony Tan, um, are there a couple more, maybe? Garcia, Perry, Cornet, Tan. Maybe there are a few more, but but even if it's just those four, I mean, that's impressive. Usually, uh, French players, it's not like this at all. Diane Perry, two really good results. Um, here at Wimbledon so far, beat Kaya Kanepi in the first round in straights. Which, and uh, in, in, in the first round of a slam, to beat someone like Kaya Kanepi in straights is so impressive, honestly. And then followed it up with Maya Hontama, 6-3-6-2 in the second. Uh, unfortunately for her, uh, very harsh, she gets Unschabor. Okay, this is going to be a pass for me. Um, the way the lines look, I have no interest. Over under 18.5, I have no interest. Okay. Uh, Marie Bushkova is being shown uh, no respect for how she's been playing since her return from injury. Um... Beat Danielle Collins from a set down in the first round and beat Ann Lee, the, the pesky fucking American rat. 6-love, uh, 6-3. Alison Risk beat In Albon, In Albon in the first round and beat Maya Cholinska, the Ash Barty protege, uh, from a set down. Alison Risk, we know she, she can compete, she can play, she's quite good on the grass. But the way Marie Buskova's been playing, and how good she looks, and how 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 
how quick how quick she returned to form i think that's something uh that's a sign that just tells you that she is playing really well and she is really in the mood here okay uh, getting a plus against marie buskova i think is very generous and that'll be a move Angie Kerber versus Elise Mertens. This line opened 21, 21 and a half, and now it's uh, over under 20 and a half, minus 120, and I'll definitely be taking that for sure. Fade the line movement. Angie Kerber um, loves it the hard way. Elise Mertens won't go away easily. I think Elise Mertens, uh, as much as I don't really like her, I think that win over Udvardi over two days will really... Uh, get her going and, and sort of uh, serve as like a rocket up her ass. Okay, I think over 20 and a half should be good. Finally, the Zangbanger versus Caroline Garcia. The Zangbanger leads the head-to-head 2-1. -head Most recently, the Zangbanger beat Carol Garcia in Lyon in the semi-final in front of the French crowd. And the last time Caro Garcia was playing this well and looking this good was in Lyon, and uh, the Zangbanger put an end to it. 6-2-7-5. Did not go over. Zangbanger plus 115 looks very good. Very, very, very good. Caro Garcia's enough is enough. Unfortunately for you, you're not going to be playing Raducanu every, every round. Okay? Sorry. That is all for today's matches, just eight of them. There's going to be eight tomorrow, the remainder of the third round matches. What the draw looks like, starting from the bottom half of the draw, which plays today. Uh, like I said earlier, all the way at the bottom, the bottom section. Kaya Yuvan, Heather Watson. Lesia Sharenko, Julie, Big Julie Nemo. One of them is going to make a quarterfinal. And then that quarterfinal, they'll face either Maria Zachary or Tatiana Maria. By the way, Maria Sakri's path, again, just, just to reiterate, Zoe Hives, Tomovo, Tatiana Maria. And then she's already in the fourth round of a slam. How the fuck do you think she achieved her world number three ranking? The winner, uh, so Sakri in the fourth round will face the winner of Bigo Ostapenko. And let's say it's Sakri Ostapenko. Um, the winner of that in the quarterfinal will face either. Kai Yuvan, Heather Watson, Leslie Trenko, or Big Julie Nemo. Looks like Ostapenko might have an easy path to the semi-final. Unless Kai Yuvan has something to say about it. Moving to the third quarter. Uns Jabor, Diane Perry. Angie Kerber versus Elise Mertens. If they both win, they'll meet in the fourth round. Sorry, if Uns Jabor and... Uh, Kerber both win their matches today. They'll meet in the fourth round and should be very good. That match will have huge implications uh, to the draw. Not only this section or this quarter uh, or this half, but also the entire thing, man. Angie Kerber owns Jabor. That'll be the first real all, all eyes on, on you type of match. There'll be a fourth-round match if Angie Kerber and Unschabur win, and then the winner will will go to the quarterfinal. Will they face? Will they? They'll face either 
Buskova, Alison Risk, the Zangbanger, or Karagracia. Now maybe it'll be the Zangbanger, maybe it'll be Alison Risk, maybe it'll be Buskova, maybe it'll be Caro Garcia. Cal Caro Garcia in a quarterfinal versus either Kerber or Uns Jabor. That is a true test uh, to, for us, to, for for Caro Garcia. And it'll really show us and the whole world what Caro Garcia is all about in a quarterfinal of Wimbledon against Kerber or Uns Jabor. But I don't even think Caro Garcia makes it that far. She'll have to beat the Zangbanger today. And then either Buskova or Alison Risk in the fourth round. I'm not buying it. In this next portion of the draw, we could have had a Serena Williams, Pliskova third round. Instead, we have a Harmony Tan, Katie Bolter third round. Katie Bolter, Harmony Tan in the third round. The winner faces either Coco Goff or Anisimova, which is a really good one. Honestly, we can't say that the winner of Coco Goff or Anisimova will make it to the quarterfinal. They really would have to still not only get past either Coco Goff or Anisimova, but they'll have to either get past Harmony Tan or Katie Bolter. Which I'm willing to say, it's it's not that easy. And Coco Goff and Anisimova, in my books, you're not really like that. So that's a little interesting. Could be some upset alert, but not really. Simona Halep gets Magdalena Frech. I don't think that's going to be a problem, although it would be really interesting to see how Magdalena Frech fares. And it would be really nice to see, honestly, for Magdalena Frech, if she can not only be competitive, but pull off an upset. And here we go. Paula Bedosa Kvitova is a third round match that we're going to get tomorrow. And the winner of uh, Paula Bedosa Kvitova will most likely get Simona Halep in the fourth round. This is going to be very good. I'm surprised Paula Bedosa has made it this far, but she has now met her match, I think, uh, Petra Kvitova. And Petra Kvitova beats Badosa, and then Petra Kvitova will most likely play Simona Halep in the fourth round. That is incredible. The winner of that in the quarterfinal will face either Coco Goff, Anisimova, Harmony Tan, or Bolzer. So this is actually a good little section. I think the, the possibilities are endless um, and should be really good. I'm, I'm excited to see these third round matches, how they play out tomorrow. And the rest of the way too, all the way to the quarterfinal, I think there's really no telling. But some of the favorites probably are Kvitova or Halep, right? Whoever wins in the fourth round. But there's also Coco Goff, Anisimova, Bedosa, Fuck, Harmony Tan, Katie Bolter. I mean, really, you... you Magdalena Frech, fuck. You don't really know. Finally, in the first quarter... Iga's quarter. Or is it Iga's quarter? Iga next gets Alize Cornet. And that's a tough one for Iga, because Alize Cornet, look, this is not Jenna Fett, this is not Lesse uh, Patinama Kirkov, this is Alize Cornet, and she's getting better and better, and we've seen Alize Cornet uh, cause some upsets, uh, all, like, all throughout her career. This year at the Australian Open, beat Muguruza, beat Simona Halep, and Iga Sviantec here on the grass, I mean, look, Alize Cornet can be coming for your neck, Alize Cornet is not going to be scared or nothing. Especially, especially clearly, she's the, she's not the favorite. She's playing against uh, Shvilcek, and she's not going to be shook. If anything, Iga Shvilcek is going to be shook, and this is a huge test for Iga Shvilcek. Uh, whereas for Alize Cornet, it's it's not a test or nothing, because she's expected to lose, right? 
So once again, it's all eyes on Iga, as it always has been, and it's a huge, huge test for her. Finally, Alizé uh, Cornet is a sort of uh, a test, a worthy opponent, and, and might be a good match for Iga, Iga Świątek. Okay, the winner, the winner of that in the fourth round will face either Ayla Tomjanovic or Barbora Krzyzikova. Barbora Krzyzikova versus Ayla Tomjanovic. Ayla Tomjanovic, really, all eyes on you. I mean, if if you can do this, if you can get over this hump, make the fourth round, and if Alize Cornet uh, somehow beats Iga, and then you can beat Alize Cornet, or even if Iga wins and you can beat Iga, oh my god, Isla, are you serious? That would be really interesting and something to, to look out for, for sure. In the bottom section of the quarter, Shin Wen Chang, Rebakana. That's going to be really good. It doesn't get any easier for Rabakuna ever uh, after Andriscu. Shinwon Sheng is a tough one and, and she's dangerous for everyone and she hits big as well. But I think Ellen Rabakuna should be good there, but it's not the easiest match in the world. The winner will face either Jesse Pugula or Petro Martic. Jesse Pugula versus Petro Martic. I think Jesse Pugula gets that one, goes to the fourth round where she'll meet. Elena Rybakina. Wow. You see now, that's a tough draw for Rybakina. She goes Andrisku, Shin Wenshang, and then Pugula. And then quarterfinal, possibly Iga Sviantek. That is a brutal draw. Brutal. But like I said earlier, good thing for, for Rybakina. She did get a, a big match out of her way. Andrisku should give her a lot of confidence. Should she get past Shin Wenshang? Rybakina versus Pugula, I'm going to be so torn. But of course, Pegula still has to get past Petra Martic to set up a fourth round match against Elna Rabakina. The winner of that fourth round match, uh, potentially Rabakina Pegula, will, will go to the quarterfinal and face either Sviontek, Kornay, Tomjanovic, Krzyzikova. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is all for today. This has been The Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I apologize for the late upload. The tournament's getting better and better. Even though it lacks the quality, I think you can really feel the absence of the Russian and Belarusian players. That they're, they're a bit... There's like 10 players that, that could be here that aren't. Um, like even someone like Sasnovich, Kalinskaya, Potapova. And that's not to mention, of course, Kasatkina. Kudermetova, Kalinskaya, um, did I say Kalinskaya, Alexandrova, Sabalenka, Azarenka, um, there's a bunch of them. Okay, and you can really feel it, and maybe that's why you have some Leslie Patimana Kirchhoffs, things like that. Please be reminded that Eleanor Rabakin is going to win Wimbledon. And as always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.